Every second we spend recording the podcast is a second spent not playing something for the podcast. Exactly, it's true. I mean, I know we do have riveting conversations. To be fair, they are they are rather enjoyable. Yeah, I do like I do like our I do like our conversations and our banter. Um, But also, you know, if we had more time to play things during the week that we could, you know, we could take the time that we're not not spending land. Yeah, we could not play Mappy Land. I mean, yeah, nobody should play Mappy Land. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you played Mappy Land. Hey, you know, this was one of these we were, were going about this all wrong, to be honest. Totally yeah, it's, wrong. It's unfair because this is a rare opportunity where we get to sit back and say, <laughs> this game is too old for us. That's true. That's this game true. is is from a bygone era, and I am mm-hmm. way too hip and rad because I want to play Mario Brothers. I don't want to play Mappy Land. That's right. That, I want to play ice hockey. That modern masterpiece that moved the genre forward, Super Mario Brothers 1. Yeah, that's so so this is a really cool opportunity because this showcases just how far video games have come from 1981 to 1983 to 1980. I think it was five. Yeah, in Japan. Yeah, it was six for us, I want to say. Yeah, I I think Um, the NES came out in 86 for us, but Mario and the NES came out in in 85 for Japan. (laughs) Mappy Land. The Famicom. Yes. Yeah, true. That's, you know, it's important distinction distinction here. So really, it's, it's really kind of important because they are technically different consoles entirely. Oh, no, no. It's it's really important if we're going to be our typical uh, over analysis, critical kind of, you know, way of thinking about it, because they are completely different consoles in terms of what they have available to them, even just out of the box. Like, yeah, like know, the sound, the sound chips are different. Yeah. And, and, the, and even how they uh I, I want to say even how they record data, like how, how the save cart, it works itself in terms yeah. of that stuff. And, and like, you know, the second controller having a microphone and that being a big part of how yeah, yeah. Zelda functioned and stuff like that. Yep. And the controllers being physically attached, I want to say, because it was supposed to be more of like a, a toy in Nintendo's original. Yeah, yeah. Because they were from a toy company. I mean, they also made weird things like love meters, which sounds nastier than it is, but it was just like one of those dumb... Uh, it's basically it Japan's with... version of a mood ring. Yeah, I was gonna say it's pretty much just a mood ring. It's not anything, uh, anything, anything any more dirty than that. But they, I think they had popcorn makers and a vacuum cleaner. Well, I know they're they... like Nintendo's whole big thing when they started was playing cards. Yep, yeah, they had the Hanafudu cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, if you look at their history, it's really fun actually to see all of the crap Nintendo came up. Like how the dude that you know, what's his name, uh, uh. <laughs> Gun Gunpei, who, who's the dude that designed? Oh, Gunpei Yokoi. Yeah, yeah, thank you. He he, you know, he made the Game Boy, but he also made the little grabby hand thing. Yep. The um, what is the name of that? Uh, uh you're talking about Rob? No, 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 no. It was an actual like the hand where you like pull the trigger and then like it's an extender arm that then grabs stuff. It's, oh, it's like a it's like one of those dumb toy things. Um, uh, I think it was. Well, I want to say it was called like the Ultra Hand. I'm trying to look it up. I've always just called it like a grabber. Yeah, but and yeah, but this is this is marketing. This is Nintendo. Yeah, I didn't realize there was like an actual name for it. There you go. I found it. Yeah, it's the Ultra Hand. The Ultra Hand. Yeah. Okay. Gunpei Yokoi. Um, yeah, the thing that you uh, the thing that you usually see with like a big boxing glove attached to it in a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. 
it's it, this thing sold apparently wow wait <laughs> this is why he became a manager is because of the the ultra hand i mean it doesn't <laughs> matter how innovative or interesting the product is it's it matters if it copies. sells <laughs> if it sold million. and it made the money then yes he got a promotion for that yeah but that's that's just one of those moments where you look back and it's like yeah that's cool <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad this is why we this is this is why we have a Game Boy. I mean, think about that for a minute. It's true. It's also why we have the Virtual Boy. Well, sure. But they tried. They tried. The the Virtual Boy. And I mean, if you think about it now, we have VR headsets now that are like, you know, functioning pieces of technology. I mean, the Virtual Boy. They were just trying to do that way too soon. Way too soon. (laughs) Like like 20 years too early. 30, I want to say. Well, no, the ultra the 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 Virtual Boy came out in like '96 or something. It's not yeah, we're not in 25. Oh, I guess I, I was gonna say we had. I I suppose 10 years ago the VR headsets were they were they were good, but they're not as convenient as they are today. Like the Oculus Two, because I mean, if you think about it, we had the the DK Two was close to 10 years old now. That's true. It's kind of wild. That is true. Yeah. Um. But yeah, 20 to 30 years. You're right. Uh, or we're both right. <laughs> Neither of us were right, right, but we were both an equal distance from right. (laughs) Being right is what's important. Um, That's what uh, we believe on this podcast, (laughs) where we are always 100% accurate about everything all the time. All the time. Just lie if you're not. (laughs) Please don't actually do that. We do not advocate this. (laughs) You know, I remember there being a Wii game, or not a, well, it's like a WiiWare title for the Ultra Hand, and... That's, I think that art. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The article that I linked had it. It was. It's the grill off with what? ultra hand. Okay. Um, I never played it. I don't know what it was, but I, it looks like you could have bought it with coins, with like Nintendo Club coins. I used all those coins to buy posters that are now rolled into a tube someplace. I, because <laughs> you know I had to have them. They didn't cost me anything directly because it was just like the points for buying video games. Sure. And then. I got posters, which was pretty neat. I do have they did one of the years. If you had enough points, you got like a free statue, and that was really cool. But then Nintendo was like, "Why would we give you this stuff for free when we can, we can, we can charge you for it? We can sell you. We we can, we can a sell you this thing, and then give you points towards this other thing for free, or and you'll pay for shipping now, or." <laughs> You, we can sell you this thing and then sell you this other thing because you'll buy both of them. You'll, you'll, you'll buy everything. <laughs> if that we is... put a thing up for sale, you will buy it. We know this about you, so let's just do it that way. That's way better for us. <laughs> so, have you I seen did... the kind of stuff that you can get with platinum points at this point? Yeah, the only so I the what did I I bought the I think I I think you had it too. It was a calendar like a. Uh, a month calendar. Oh yeah, last year yeah. I got that. Uh, after that, I they just kind of sat there, and now I've been using them just to unlock um, icons on the Switch Online service because you can you can do that now with your platinum points, and that's yeah. that's pretty much all I've been doing it or using them for for the last month and a half or so. But prior to that, there was nothing I because uh, I, I you can get like a I know there's like a mini Nintendo sixty four box art keychains as as one of the new things you can purchase and those types of things were fun i thought they were kind of neat 
But once they started like shipping is six or seven dollars, and then you yeah. get to that point of oh, I'm just paying for these. Yeah, <laughs> like these don't cost you anything to make because they're garbage. Yeah, and yeah. Now you're charging seven dollars for shipping. It's seven dollars to ship a twenty-five cent thing. <laughs> yeah, if that. Wait, you know, like it's it's. I mean, I like, can't imagine like it would, well it could reasonably retail in a gotcha pond for like fifty cents. Yes, that's the kind. Of, yeah, that's exact. That is exactly the quality we're talking about here, and not even the really nice ones, like the Coke themed Final Fantasy ones. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, those ones, like those gotcha ponds, are like two, three, five dollars. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like there are there are absolutely five hundred yen gotcha ponds <laughs> in in Japan. When it's really weird when you're there as a foreigner because you, you kind of get into the, you know, when you're traveling sometimes or on vacation, if if you can, it's nice to kind of just let things cost what they cost and not think about it too much, right? Yep. So it sort of becomes like, oh, hey, I, this is, I can be frugal in other parts, but it's travel time, so I'm not going to think about it. And it's really weird in Japan because everything's coins. Uh, coins. So it's like, oh, this is a coin. Yep. <laughs> It's like, oh no, that's that's a that's a dollar. You're you're paying a dollar every time you try to cut that string in that arcade game to get a yep. figurine that you could easily purchase for fifteen dollars. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. I have a like, I had a very very specific moment of that where like it is so easy to drop a coin in a machine because you don't attach any value to that because yeah. our coins are worthless. Yeah, like the literal unless you have like a dollar coin, which who has dollar coins? Um. Yeah, the the only time our coins become worth something is when the arcade machine's like, "Hey, you need 50, like you need four or six of these to play the game." Then I'm like, "Well, that's crazy." Yeah, I'm not playing this arcade game for two dollars. <laughs> but in Japan, it's like, "Yeah, here's twenty bucks by accident." <laughs> yeah, like, like it it costs three coins to play the game. It's like that's not that much. It's like that yeah, was fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had that like we were we were we were doing the crane game thing. Oh, yeah, you got it. You know. You're in Japan. You, you don't you don't have a choice. Yeah. And there's this big like I don't even remember what it was. I think it was a dog. I think it was like a I think it was like a big squishy like Corgi or it might have been. a. It was more likely a Shiba Inu. Yeah, probably. but we were like, yeah, either way, it's a cute. It's a big, cute, plushy, you know, doggo pointy ear doggo pillow. More importantly, the memories. And we were like, yeah, we'll try. We'll give it, give this a couple shots. It was one of those things where it was like, it was sitting across the two vertical, uh, the two poles. Yeah. And you have to like pull it on one side to get it to like slip through. Oh, yeah. And, you know, because this is all part of the, this is all part of the scam. It looked really easy to do. We're like, yeah, you just got to get it on that one side and tip it a little bit and it'll just go. Some of them look so easy. And literally we took like i want to say six or eight attempts at it which in the grand scheme of things isn't that much Mm -mm. um didn't get it and didn't really look like we were getting it any closer (laughs) so we were like all right that's good and didn't think anything of it because whatever and then we were like that was we put two 500 yen coins (laughs) in to do that (laughs) and that's ten dollars we just spent on nothing it's it's for this moment right here it's for the moment where you walk out with nothing and you realize you spent ten dollars on the privilege yeah yeah 
it's that's the that's the joy of uh, arcades. I like how in America when we created those machines, we're like, oh, let's not even give them anything. Let's just put a bunch of coins in a machine and then have like a a pusher thing shove the coins into a like it, like it just you know moves at intervals and then your your goal is to have your coin land there and then push other coins into the into the the chute. Like, God, I have I don't get those games. I don't get it. All right, listen. I don't want. Don't tell me. <laughs> I have gotten into those at oh, times. No, <laughs> I've got. I have a gambling problem. <laughs> I mean, it felt like that for about thirty minutes. <laughs> you were just so close to the biggest pool of coins dumping into your lap, I, dude. Like, you had your wedding at a Dave and Buster's. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like I like spending and, money on uh, the experience. <laughs> and you had a bunch of like game cards that mm-hmm. you just needed to get rid of. And we Jesse and I came to you probably five different times, <laughs> like practically like itching our necks. Like you one got more, any, you more. got any more of those? You got any more of those cards? Those game cards? <laughs> like we, I'm not gonna tell you that some of those didn't go to coin dozers. Yeah, well, that's, I guess it's somehow different when it's free. (laughs) Like for you guys, it was, it was just free at that point, right? Like you're literally just spending. Yeah. I mean, we're just fake money as far as it like, cause, cause your money. Well, sure. But, but even that was sort of included in the, like (laughs) food and stuff. Like, well, it also like, you know, I didn't feel, I felt a little bad about it. Cause at a certain point is like, are we asking too much? Maybe we should stop. No, no, put it into perspective. We had like 15 cards or 20 cards left, even yeah. after all of that, that we then went another time and we used them all. And we got to the point where we were like, should we just hand these to random people? Like, <laughs> there's, yeah, there's not I that figured, many arcade games to play anymore. It's like it's like trying to show restraint at a buffet <laughs> Yeah, where it's like, if you don't like the whole point is to do as much of this as you want. And if you don't, then like there is just going to be a bunch left over. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the way I was looking at it is like it. It's probably fine because like you're probably going to have a bunch left over when this is all when all said and done anyway. So let's just assume that's the case and go keep playing Yahtzee. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we the 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 uh, we had a similar experience in Japan and I think I've. I might have even talked about it here before, but I but we spent way too much money on a thing and then saw it in the store later and we're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we, we actually could have bought the Kirby plushie here. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's always disheartening to see like, <laughs> like it's the thing that's like, hey, that'd be cool. I'd like to have that. And you like, presumably you're in Akihabara. Yeah, yeah, it was it was something like it was it was that. So or, everything um, like there's 15 things on the same block. Right. Yep. And two of them are arcades, and then five of them are stores selling the things that you can get from the UFO catchers at the at the arcades for what nope, basically nope. amounts to like a normal person's attempt at getting it. Yeah, like maybe even a deal, to be honest. I would say like probably the equivalent of about 20 attempts at the crane game. Yeah, something like that. That seems reasonable. Like 10 to 20 or so. It depends. Some of them are actually like some of them are actually like more valuable, I guess. I don't know how that's determined. Maybe they're 
limited edition. Maybe there's, there's only probably, so many of them. Maybe they're hard to get. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure it's rarity stuff like the mystery boxes, right? Where, yeah. where, hey, this one's we're printing less of. So if you find it, it's worth more money. And so then there's maybe some crane games that have those in there or something like that. Who knows? Gotchapons, too. Yes, it's like, yeah. here's, a, here's a hallway lined with gotchapons on both sides, like three tall. And, and there's always one dude who it's clearly his job to yep. buy these and then sell them because he yes. has like a cart or a bag of some yeah. sort. Like a basket. Yeah. Right. And he's just sitting there putting in, I, I'm, I imagine it's hundreds of dollars, just like one after the other. There's no thought involved. He's not even opening them. It's just like yep. getting all the things, putting them in a cart, basket, whatever it is, and then <laughs> probably walking down the street. And giving and and selling them at his own store or yeah. selling them to someone who like his pal that then uh, will sell them at their store. And there is very clearly, very clearly, a uh, like rarity involved there. Yeah. Because you will go in and you will recognize that a bunch of like all of these things are from the same machine. They're from the same game. They're in the same style. They're from the same, you know, they're in like the same series of toys. Yeah. And it's like, here's five of them for 300 yen. Here's one for a thousand. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's the character people want. Yeah. That's the, that's the, that's the one everyone's here for. Yeah. And these are the ones that you get and you're like, damn it. <laughs> I, uh, I actually did have fun buying the the Coke, the Coke Gachapon Final Fantasy X figures. I don't even care about Final Fantasy X, but they looked really cute, and they were they seemed like a good deal because I could get all of them for I don't know it was like twenty dollars or something like that. So it was, I'm sure it was a terrible deal, but I don't care. It was yeah. it was fun to have a the the collection, and it was vacation where you're like, yeah, I'll uh I'll spend money on stuff I would never think about buying otherwise. Oh, totally, yeah. I mean, like even still, I still have a. Uh... You know, I was still there with sort of like bargain shopping in mind because like you kind you to a, to an extent you have to. Sure. There are there are really cool figures there that I would really like to have for five hundred dollars. And if you throw away oh, all right. of your good sense, that becomes a problem very quickly. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're looking to purchase, if you're going to these shops with the intention of buying any big ticket thing you you have to you have to uh put your sense in common sense yeah <laughs> um but uh but yeah I, I i was not interested in purchasing any of the the big figures so my my money went to dumb stuff like you know monster hunter mystery boxes because it's like oh cool they don't make yeah. these in america well they made now but they hadn't at the time sure yeah. or or stickers from um shoot what's the famous sticker shop b-side label uh, hmm. in I want to say it's Harajuku. Um, they that they, sounds they, right. They had some fun stuff where they were doing sticker. They were doing a collab with Capcom, so we got a bunch of stickers. And and Latisse and I were both wearing. We had shirts that were similar, and I was like, oh, we should definitely wear these to Harajuku because somebody will say something because it's like you know the fashion place. Sure, yeah. Uh, and we were there, and they're like, oh my god, we're gonna give you free stickers because you're matching. It's so cute. <laughs> We're like, yes. <laughs> so, so it worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other day, I happened to come across an article that oh, I thought yeah? was interesting. And I linked it to you in Discord. Oh. And, and it was an old 
thing in a magazine where Nintendo was saying, stop calling Nintendo, stop calling video games Nintendo. Oh, yeah. And I never <laughs> really, I, I kind of remember this being a thing at some point, and I didn't realize why. And the, the, the it's because of trademark, right? Yeah, because once it becomes common, mm -hmm. um, like once it becomes part of the, 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 the common everyday language, like it's just part of your vernacular that, oh, if all soda becomes a Coke, then yep. Coca-Cola yep. might lose their trademark on Coke, which is, it seems really, this is one of those moments where I'm like confused. <laughs> this is like where I'm for the big business kind of being like, what? Why would I lose the Coca-Cola trademark? Just because, because everyone, just because <laughs> everyone says it. Like, that's so this moment. is something that happened to Tylenol a while back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and th this it, same thing with, I want to say, uh, I know it happened for sure with the App Store. This was a and because mm. Amazon sued Apple saying, sorry, or they didn't sue them, but they took them to court saying, yeah, you don't get to you can't trademark App Store because it's now just become part of everyday language. And they lost or they well Amazon won Apple lost. So anything can be called an App Store. Now they don't own the rights to the term app or App Store. Uh, at over at Apple, and this was just a few years ago. Yeah, so it's 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 weird to think that theoretically, and and a, a bunch of companies have it. Like Google, they Google has statements out there saying, "Hey, stop telling people to to Google it." <laughs> like, yeah, 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 you're not yeah. googling things. You're using Google services or whatever, right? Like, mm -hmm. and Coke has statements. All uh, I didn't realize that this was a thing. Companies actively because yep. they once 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 something's generic or genericized, I believe is the term they used. Um, then, then it's it's not theirs anymore. That's that's super messed up. Yeah, once it becomes like the generally accepted lexicon term for that thing, you can't trademark it anymore because they're basically like, no, this is just actually like the dictionary definition of what this is. Yeah. You've actually become too successful to the point of your own failure. <laughs> yeah, that's so dumb. <laughs> I like... That is so... I am usually not... Copyright of... and trademark law is weird. Yeah, well, I mean, this goes beyond weird to me because I don't think, as a company, you should be afraid that you are going to lose your trademark because people like your stuff. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. I mean, I agree with that, but I also am like... I like I agree with that to an extent, but the extent is like how do I put this? Like it's not like if you lose your trademark, it means you can't sell that product anymore, you can't use that term. It just means that other people also can. Yeah, but that's kind of strange cuz what if it it just seems weird though then you could have a, sorry, a yard work. Oh, that's fine. You could have a you could have a Nintendo PlayStation. I mean, that was not yeah. the one that they were going to make originally. Not that PlayStation would want to do that, but it's just sort of... I, so, you're correct. The average person it won't be a problem for, but it, there are going to be a handful of people that get bamboozled because someone's talking about selling their Nintendo on Amazon, but it's not Nintendo. It's just some weird third-party knockoff that's just full of trash. Yeah, that's true. That, And so I think, I, it, it I think that, like, that if there's one thing that I know about the way that, like, copyright and trademark works... It's that when there are laws on the books that cause large, important companies to potentially lose those rights, they will just rewrite the laws themselves so that they don't. Hi, Disney. Yeah, that's 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 where you that's true. Like 
Apple couldn't do that because app is too, it's too genericized in right. what it is. But there's no way Coke is going to lose the copyright to Coke. That seems insane. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, like, copy, like, original, like, copyright law and, like, public domain laws. Yeah, Mickey, Mickey's long gone. Yeah. The, like, Mickey Mouse is supposed to be a, pub, a public domain character, like, 50 years ago. And Disney's like, <laughs> and Disney's like, what if it wasn't, though? What if we paid you money? Yeah. What if we just What if we paid you money to say that we like a lot of money? Like a lot of money and then we just get to ignore that law? <laughs> but only and us, Mickey Mouse it. never becomes public domain. How about that? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. How about how about that? Yeah, I get it. There, there is there's that part of you that's it's sort of a uh, haha gotcha. Yeah. In a, in a way, but it's it's also sort of a man, the law is kind of stupid if it, it can be changed because people use the term. <laughs> Yes. Like, it's it's a mix of both for me where I laugh like, oh, man, that would be pretty funny if it was like Coke Pepsi now because Coke makes more money than Pepsi. So Pepsi's like, screw it. We got Coke Mountain Dew. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, that would be comical. Which, again, if, if you ask people in the South, they already do. <laughs> right. Everything's a Coke. Yeah. Like, um, a Mountain Dew Coke is a thing, and it's not like a Mountain Dew mixed with Coke. It's just a Mountain Dew, but it's a Mountain Dew Coke instead of a Mountain Dew Soda. You know, I'm all for mixing soda flavors. It's fun. Mix it up. Change your yeah, pop. Do whatever you I agree. Like. Mountain Dew Coke sounds awful. It does. I don't even know if I'd try it. I would try it, but I don't think I would like it. I, I would not expect to enjoy it at all. <laughs> that sounds really I would, like I would a bad absolutely combination. Not. And, like, I... <laughs> like... I'm with you on like, yeah, some soda mixing has been has resulted in some wonderful flavor combinations. Sure. Um, it's really fun to do with Fago. I mean, Fago is its own beast. Yeah. Like half of those flavors, I feel like are the results of flavor mixing in the factory already. <laughs> yeah, like some somebody whatever back the hell there, rock and rye is. We got Whedon back there just mixing all of his his pop flavors. And he's like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> and someone else tastes it. And it's like, oh, actually, this is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not It's not just Green Row helping you out. For those of you who are not, you know, not privy to the, like, upper Midwest in the U.S., uh, Fago is a is a soda company, and they make, like, a zillion flavors, and it's pretty good. Yeah, it's also the, the um, very uh, cheap the number one drink of insane clown posse the yeah the folks there's who that. don't know how magnets work yes if you're if you're into that how's that shit work um so yeah rock and rye is a flavor that i i think is like like what would like sort of like a cherry cola almost but really not quite that at all yeah, it's not that i don't know i don't know what rock and it's like red pop I, I the know. concept of red pop in and of itself is its own beast. <laughs> like, what the hell do you mean red pop? <laughs> Don't know, but it tastes kind of good. It also tastes kind of bad. It's very strange. It's 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 incredibly artificial. Yes, and unbelievably sweet for a, yeah for a fago like in general is is super super sweet. That's true. I actually have never looked at the sugar. I wonder if it's not even as, like, because Coke, all of those things are incredibly sweet, but the other crap they put into it makes it not as obvious sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the Fago, like, <laughs> crank crank the, the, the sweet receptors to 11, even if it's not any more yeah. sugar. I have no idea. I The thing is, I have looked, 
And oh. there is more sugar in Faygo than in your like in your typical like Coke product. Yeah. But not by as much as you'd think. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like it's, if it's there is like I, like, I want to say if there is like if there is a Coke product that has like, you know, 50 grams of sugar, the Faygo equivalent has like 55 or 60. Yeah. Which is a notable difference, but not by as much as you would think. That makes sense. Considering what it tastes like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's... it's. I, I have to admit, I have not had Fago in a long time. I'm trying to think. I probably I either, had... actually. I've been, I've been, I've been, like... I have been staying away from soda for the most part recently. You know what my, the biggest reason I don't like buying pop and stuff is I hate returning the cans and that's something you have to do because you pay for them. Ah, yes. And that's, I, I find Michigan that so, things. so frustrating. Um, I don't know if maybe it's better for the environment, but it feels like it was originally done as a way to limit lower income people from being able to enjoy the drink in the first place. But that's another topic for a different day. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's an argument to be made. Um, but I hate, I can't stand it. Also, it seems like it's all ungodly expensive now. Like a 12 pack of, of, of a, anything is like six or seven dollars and that seems crazy the last time i remember buying it regularly it was like i don't know 250 or 350 or something <laughs> so i don't know if that's just because of pandemic things or what i imagine it's just i mean maybe it's a mix of or what and pandemic things it's one of those things i think also where we are approaching an age where we can start to talk about notable differences and things we used to buy when we were a kid Oh, no, I'm not even talking about a kid. I'm talking, like, six years ago. Like, it's not that. I mean, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to be like, oh, gas price when I day was under a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 gas prices have been close to a dollar in the last, like, several years. Like, I don't, they... I don't... I, I've seen them, like, in the 150 range. Yeah, I in, feel like, like there was a... In, like, a, within the last decade. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I remember one time when I was a kid, the, the gas prices were... I got, I want to say it was close to a dollar and the, the, it was like a special that some gas station was doing. I have no idea why, but I remember my dad wanted to get gas there. And I was like, dad, we're talking about like 67 cents. Can't we just go somewhere else? Cause it was like a 25 minute wait. I was like, you're yeah. probably going to burn more gas just sitting here with the engine yep. on. Yep. <laughs> it, it, gas prices are such a weird thing. Because it's such a weird thing to react to because like a five cent difference seems like such a huge deal, even though like if you were to fill your entire tank up, that probably means the difference in like a dollar. Yeah. And it's it's different when the the, the most recent price hike where it was like, oh, here, we're going to raise everything by 60 cents or whatever. Yeah, it was. sure. That's that's not. But typically you, you, you have that feeling like, oh, this one's this one's X. Uh, you know, 56 and this one's X 54. Oh, I got taken for a ride, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Like you, you have that feeling of, oh, geez, I put five gallons in my car. That extra dime really is going to tick me off. I mean, not actually, but it's, it's funny how we, uh, how easy it is to kind of get that stuck in your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, gas price is getting old. The weather. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally about to talk about the price of like a candy bar. I, you know, I, it's funny that I don't have a clue how much I would have paid for a candy bar as a kid. I don't remember these things. It's really weird. 
I specifically remember like like a, a, a Snickers bar, like a name brand candy bar in the checkout aisle would have been like forty five to fifty five cents. Yeah, that seems reasonable to at me. the at the store that my uh, at the store that my my parents would go to. Yeah, because, you know, when you're a kid and you're in the checkout aisle, that's the one thing you're looking at in the whole store. Yeah, I remember that when you're just sure. waiting for your parents to check out is just like, yeah, there's, you know, there's candy here. The candy is not expensive. I should get candy. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know what I remember sometimes when my mom had to do like a, a big shopping thing, but maybe it'd be at like a Meyer or a Target where it could take forever because you got to go. You know, yeah. there's like house stuff. There's maybe clothes things. And then there's yep. also food stuff. My mom would let me open a bag of chips or something like that and eat them while sitting in the cart or like walking through the store. And then we would just check out. And sometimes it would just be like an empty bag of chips that we were paying for. <laughs> I remember one time the person looked at us like, really, you're, you're going to pay for this? Well, she, and my mom was like, yeah, we ate them. <laughs> man okay i that's fine i have like for no reason at all sure i have like deep personal issues with like people who eat stuff in the store before paying <laughs> yeah. for it and i don't know why no, it's, there's it's, no it's there's weird. no reasonable like explanation for why I that is that is a problem for me. I just like when I see someone who has like a bag of chips open in their cart and they're just eating it while they walk through. I'm just like, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, but at the same time, I also have like weird things about that in a lot of ways. Like, for instance, when we uh, we live in a we live in a complex where our mail is all, um, you know, we don't have a mailbox like in front of our house. There is like a, you know, there's a set of mailboxes and we have a key and we go get our mail basically like an apartment. Okay. And so we have to, you know, it's like a block away. So we walk down the block and we get our mail and Jesse will just start opening the mail and reading through it before we get home. And I'm like, what? Just wait till we get home. What if you drop something? (laughs) You know, what if like, what if there's a gust of wind and it flies away? Or we'll go down to like Best Buy to pick up a game and she'll take it out of the shrink wrap while we're still in the car. And I'm like, we can't play it in the car. But you like, gotta look at it. What if something what if something falls out of the what if, what well, if we something you falls don't have out to of the case and we, we lose like a There's nothing in it anymore. I know. It's less of an <laughs> issue than it used to be. <laughs> the cases are empty besides the whatever game console you're buying the thing for. But it still is like, no, why, I know like, what you're saying. Why would you not just wait until you're home for this thing? Sometimes you just need satisfaction immediately. And I have come to understand that that is a thing for people that I do not understand. And that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, I think. But I think it, it's... it all falls in the it all falls in the same like in the same department of, you know, People want the thing now, and I'm like, why can't you just wait for the thing until you're home? Home is where you enjoy the thing. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, got, you gotta but get hyped why? Up. I don't know. I, I yeah, it's it's just a. I think the only real instance of that that I have 
is kind of I suppose it's really more normal though, but it's like when people do stuff on their phone during a time where that's just wrong. Yeah. Like like in a movie. I can't it's like it may that that sends this like coursing feeling of I want to yell at them mm-hmm. <laughs> like through my body. Like we're in a dark space, you're not in your living room, don't be on your phone because everyone knows you're on your phone now, kind of a feeling. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like it's weird sometimes if you're eating dinner with people and you're just kind of sitting there and then everyone's on your phone and you're not like if everyone's on your phone then it's chill like who cares you're just enjoying food while doing stuff on your phone and sharing it with each other but it's weird when it's only one person isn't or something like that Mm -hmm. um but i think it's just a i don't know people are gonna people as long as as long as it's not actively hurting someone or being rude like i mean outwardly rude to another person then i don't i don't think it's a big deal it's really not it's super not and it's and it's one of those things where the phone theater though i will put my foot down that's rude yeah no totally i mean because that that crosses the line into like this is no longer harmless this is actually affecting other people um but yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so this is an irrational pet peeve of mine, sure, but sure. I need to like step out of that because this doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's not hurting anyone. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's not like a universal pet peeve, like waiting in line at a, in an amusement park and some guy has to go to the bathroom. So he goes to the corner and actually just pees in the middle of line. You're like, is this happening? Is this real life right now? Yeah. Like that's, that's a universal uh, pet peeve, I would say. <laughs> Yeah. Except for apparently that one person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are there are certain things that just like societally we have deemed to be unacceptable. That was the strangest. That was a very strange experience because it's like, um, hello, <laughs> this this is not right. This yeah. we need I we need assistance now. Please escort this person away. <laughs> There's also like, and this is probably me showing my age too, but there are certain like. There are certain instances and feelings that I get where it's like, if you are doing something that's like really like a really special experience. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're visiting some place and it's and it's a place that you're like not going to you're, you know, you're not going to get to see very often. It may be the only time you ever get to go there. And it's a, you know, it's a really like once in a lifetime kind of experience. Sure. Yeah. And you spend that time on your phone or like posing for pictures and stuff like that. I mean, pictures yeah, that's, are fine, but like I, that's, that's, that's one of my, I think that's kind of a pet peeve of mine. The, the one that comes to, um, the one that really comes to mind is like when we went to the Inari shrine in Kyoto, which is okay. the one with all the, like all the, the path with all the red Tory gates. And it's oh, up yes, the, yes. Uh, yep. 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 Um, and it's like a really like it's a really sort of hollowed it's kind of hollowed ground. It's like it's a very special place. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like I'm just kind of sitting there kind of taking in that moment and thinking like I can't believe I'm here right now. Yeah. Like I've seen this in movies, I've seen this in pictures, I've seen this in anime and it's real and I'm here. And like my whole, my whole life of, you know, at that point, like 30 years felt like it had been leading up to that moment, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just like having this almost, I want to say like almost spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I'm surrounded by people who are like, hey, get a picture over here. (laughs) 
Hey, pose next to the pose next to the gate. <laughs> hey, I want to I want to get a picture. I want to like. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just like it, people are enjoying that in the way that they want to enjoy that. And that's fine. But I was like, I don't get this. What? Well, it's, it's it just experience on... it. Just like it just. ah. I kind of have that feeling when it comes to things like um, light shows or fireworks and like half the crowd has their fold phones held up to record. It's like, who are you showing this to later? Just yeah. Like, be, like you're now you're watching it on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Like, just watch it. If you're not going to be in the moment, like just enjoy the experience. Not everything has to be recorded. Yeah, like it, it's okay just to let that then be gone. And maybe it's just, that's it. Because the chance of how many times do you think these people went back and watched a fireworks session? Yeah. Probably. I never. mean, honestly, like, you know that there's like a gazillion fireworks show a year, right? Yeah. Which, like, you can just go to another one. Right. Or it's and and i i realize there's always a circumstance where it would make sense to do it like oh my grandma's dying she wanted to see one more show so i'm yeah, live streaming yeah. it for it's like yeah yeah i know i'm not trying to say that this is bad thing to exist and, and to be also honest, like in in retrospect yeah. like it's entirely possible that the people that i'm getting irritated at taking pictures of things have been there for 3 or 4 hours and have already taken have already taken some time to just walk around and experience things. And now they want to, you know, have the other half of it. Yeah. They want to, they want to, you know, have some memories to, to, I mean, preserve some memories in a physical, in yeah. a physical way. And there, uh, that, that's absolutely like, there's nothing wrong with that. This is just my irrational, like, Oh, what are you doing? Taking pictures of things. Yeah, no, that's, I, I, I have that too. And it's, it's something that it's really just our own issue. It's not yep. other people. It's like a, you can't, this is, this is, it's completely a me thing and not, because, yeah, it's absolutely not something that anyone else is doing wrong. No, no. As, as long as you're not holding up your phone in front of somebody else so they can't then see the thing or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like you're using yeah. that to somebody else's disadvantage. I think it's perfectly fine. Like, just cause I don't, like, I don't take pictures of food very often, right? Right. But a lot of people like taking pictures of their food. Mm -hmm. And at first I thought it was really dumb. Like, I was like, what? This is so stupid. Like, who cares? And then uh, when I met Lachise, and she's like, well, I'm taking a photo of this so I can send it to my parents because they're not here with me. And then this is a way for them to kind of be a part of, you know, the 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 event. Like, let's say it was Thanksgiving yeah. or Christmas or whatever. They don't have Thanksgiving sure. in Brazil, so it's even more fun in that regard. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. I guess it's not always... Like when I thought about it, I always pictured it being, oh, I have to get that that Instagram thumbs up or whatever, or Twitter like or Facebook, whatever. I don't know. Like it was yeah. it was more for like the internet cred, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's like, oh wait, maybe people are just doing it because they like it and I'm the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that that that's fine. Is I think it's as long as you're aware of it and then you can put it in check, it's okay. Have have yeah. have if you don't like it, that's cool. But you it's it's and as long as they're not actively getting in, in the way of other people's enjoyment, then maybe it's better for you just to take a moment, let them do their thing, and then you can enjoy the sanctity of the space and the quietness of it, because they're not going to be there forever. Yeah, and it, it's it's one of those things that I've had to, like, really realize more as I've gotten older, mm -hmm. is, like, people are going through life and getting their joy and their enjoyment from different things in different ways. Yeah. 
And it is not my job to sit around and judge the way that people are enjoying their lives. <laughs> that true. is that is not something that I need to do. It's and it's really easy to 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 fall into that like that space if, yeah. if you're not if you're not if you're not self-aware enough to check and be like, oh no, hold on. Yeah, this, no, I this mean doesn't like warrant a thing. This maybe this other thing does. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I is is literally this is something that like basically f- it forms the basis of like most internet shittiness. True. Is someone is enjoying a thing and I don't like the way that they're enjoying the thing because it's not the same way that I like to enjoy the thing. So I'm going to judge now (laughs) and be mean to you for not enjoying the thing the way that I think you should. (laughs) That's a really easy thing to do. And it's a shitty thing to do. Yeah, that's really shitty. Hey, so this is kind of old news now. But did did you know that Nintendo opened a, a hotel from their, like, I guess their old headquarters? I feel like I heard about this. Yeah, that's it. I don't have anything else to add. It's just that, that that's a thing that happened, apparently, that an old Nintendo or the former Nintendo headquarters is now a hotel that you can stay at. I'm sure it costs, you know, seven, eight hundred dollars a night or something. But uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's a fun use of like an old property that you don't want to get rid of. And now you're making it like (laughs) we can now make money on this piece of history for eternity as opposed to just making a one time fee of selling it to somebody else. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of cool. I'd probably want to stay there. I don't think it'd be in a price range that I'd be willing to spend on it. Most likely not. (laughs) Especially like when you're, when you're out someplace like Japan and you're traveling, like I, I'm always time. Do you spend there? Yeah. Sleeping. I mean, that is a place that you go to sleep and keep your stuff while you're out. And that's it. Yeah. We, we had, when we were there, we were able to stay for like three weeks. And so we had one or two days where it was just like, uh, do you want to just kind of sit around and yeah. eat snacks? Oh, that's and so nice. When you're there for long enough that you don't feel like you have to maximize every single day and you can just relax, it makes so much difference. Yeah, that was fun because then we got to, we there was there was actually a Dota tournament happening. So I was like, oh, cool. I kind of want to catch up and watch some of the games and I'll just eat a whole bunch of snacks and then we'll mm-hmm. go get food. At, like, So it was like leaving to go get food at restaurants and then going to Seven Eleven or family Mart and buying yep. snacks. And then that was, that was pretty much the day. And it was one of the, it was like a fancy Airbnb we were staying at, but it was super cheap. Cause I guess it was just like an in-between kind of thing where they just, they wanted to fill the space. So it was like, you know, 60% off what it should have been, but it was an yeah. apartment in Japan with two bed, like, like, three distinct rooms <laughs> so that, yeah. would, that would give yeah, you yeah. an idea of the fa- you know and had like a washer and dryer so it was very fancy for for japan oh yeah um, yeah that's that's a big deal uh-huh. did even did he also even have like a bathtub yeah it had it all like it was like oh a, yeah it was like that's that's all you need You're and it set. was and it was right it was on the corner of a of a really convenient street and then right underneath it and and like one building over was the the family mart Mm-hmm. So and it was a fancy family. I don't know. It was really it was really cool. I don't know how Olachis found the the place. Well, I'm sure she found it by just searching on Airbnb and being lucky. But yeah, that's that's how it happens. <laughs> that's how it happens. But I'm glad that it worked out that way because that was cool. That was that was a fun day. Where usually on vacation, it's like no the the only time you're going to spend in this space is sleeping, waking up, and then uh, sleeping again. Yeah, because otherwise you're out for the whole day. And that's another thing where like you know 
before I had the experience of how exhausting it can be to be on vacation, <laughs> I would have looked at that and been like, what do you mean you had a day in Japan where you stayed in your room and watched Dota? What yeah. is the matter with you? Hey, but we ate lots of Japanese foods. <laughs> like, at one point, I would have been like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. You're a terrible person. <laughs> How, like, how could you waste this precious time in this way? And now it's just like, let, I, I, I fall back on a four word phrase that I use for basically every one of these types of situations now. STFU. No, (laughs) I mean, that works too. (laughs) Let people enjoy things. Yeah. It's just let people enjoy things. That's just. That's it. Just people are going to go people like life is short and people get joy in different ways and they're going to be different from the way that you think they should. And that's okay as long as it works for them. Let people enjoy things. Yeah. To piggyback off of that, don't give your opinion unless it's asked for. (laughs) Yeah, that's also (laughs) like, let's be real here. If someone's telling you something and they're excited about, they don't care that you don't like it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You, You can say, oh, yeah, that's not really for me. That's fine. So then they know not to keep talking about it, maybe. But you don't have to, like, dump on them. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is honestly like I get irrationally irritated when there's like a room full of people talking about like a thing that they like. Mm -hmm. And then the one person has to spark up and and actually (laughs) the one person has to spark up and just make sure that everyone in the room knows that they think the thing that everyone else is enjoying is stupid. Yeah. Or that they don't get it or that they're not, you know, they don't understand it or whatever, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. There is, you know, there is that moment where they're just like, even if it's, even if it's not really like boisterously and I like, I will admit that I have been that person myself as well. Oh, I have. I totally have. I, that was, I used to be a real, real fun person sometimes when it would be something that I really just didn't like. Mm-hmm. I would, I would totally be the person that had to be like, oh, that's just stupid. And then explain yeah. why it's stupid or, or yeah. Not, yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe it wasn't quite that aggressive, but I, I definitely thought that it was paramount for everyone to understand my thoughts on the matter. Right, right. <laughs> and now I find myself like, I find myself around things that I don't understand or enjoy, but then I will see someone else pop up and criticize it and I will fight with them. (laughs) What if it's an NFT? So Nintendo switch sports is coming out in a couple weeks. Oh yeah. That's, that's good. I'm excited about that. It's, we have uh, about, I think it's the 29th. I think it's two weeks from now. That is, well, it is two weeks. Well, well, two weeks it is about three days from the release of this podcast. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Woo. <laughs> um, and I bring this up both to change the subject. I know that this this is this. And yes. also because there are reviews coming out from people who have gotten hands on. Oh, OK. Um, and I've got anything, headlines anything. from The Verge and from IGN and Polygon and Engadget. What are, and we, what are, what are the folks saying? Okay, so unsurprisingly, it's fun. Yeah. Like, that should come as a surprise to exactly nobody. 
Like, they would not put out another, you know, Nintendo motion control sports title without it being at least as good as the previous ones. I mean, if that were the case, I would be fearful for what Nintendo is doing. Right. <laughs> because this should be something that they can at least say that, yeah, that was fun. It, like, if, it, if they literally just put it out as good as the last one. <laughs> yeah, just like a re-release of the exact same stuff. Like, it would be fine. Yeah. So it is, a, like, it's it's fun. There is a word that keeps getting tossed around. Oh. That is not one that I would have expected to see very much of. Okay. And that word is depth. depth. Apparently, yeah, depth, like the game I, no, no, actually... No, no, I get, I, yeah, no, I get what you mean, but I'm, I'm also confused by depth here. So explain what I'm really curious Evidently, the games are not only fun, but also like actually well. Like you're not like just they're actually like well enough. Yeah, they're actually well enough designed where they have like deep mechanics to them. Actually, they have the depth. All right, like that's pretty exciting. Like. This Verge art the, the Verge article headline says Nintendo Switch Sports feels like more than just a party game. The Polygon headline says Nintendo Switch Sports Impressions Wii Sports sequel has depth and familiarity. Are there any asterisks in all these articles saying Nintendo paid us money to say this? I mean, <laughs> there is a when it comes to any major publisher, there is a you know, that asterisk is covers the entire thing all <laughs> yeah, the course, time of course of course it always it just makes me wonder when a bunch of people are all saying the exact same thing at the same time it all makes me it's it's not that it's it's just that that part of my brain perks up and is like huh is is this is this real or is it is it half real like you know 50 50 yeah. kind of a thing mm -hmm. i wouldn't make a difference to me because i want to buy it anyways i don't care what I don't actually care if it if it has depth or not. I just I know I liked the the idea of the 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 party game aspect. So if there's more to it, that's just cool. That is that is good news as as far yeah, as I'm it, concerned. I mean, because like original Wii Sports, like those games are fun, but there's not let's be real much. here. That is that is just some waggle. Yeah, that's just like look how fun waggling is. That's cool. I, when I played the demo, the bowling did feel really good. Yeah, I mean, you can do like you know. There is some precision on it. There's, you know, there is the whole I, the whole thing where you can uh, you can like put some spin on it. Yeah. Going one way or the other. Um, so like it's it's not like it's just it's not just swinging for the sake of swinging. Mm -hmm. But it, it feels like that sometimes. Yes. You know, the like every time you try to do this sword fighting game in Wii Sports Resort, it absolutely devolves into a into a you know a flail fest that was so that was my favorite part of the demo is that i when i queued into somebody they were flailing about wildly mm -hmm. and i was just like really not and so i was able to just i beat them super duper easily because yeah. they were flailing like crazy and i just played it like the way they want you to play it and got them into the water really fast and yeah nice. it was this moment of oh that's that felt really good. I'm. I. It's gonna. This could be really tense if you're playing against. Yeah. You know, two people that are trying hard to 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 play to their best ability. I could. I honestly think <laughs> Nintendo Switch Sports Chambara for for Evo main stage. <laughs> right. Exactly. 
It'd be pretty cool. They could have big teams. Oh, no, they can't because Nintendo probably has no way of having anyone make a party with their friends. Well, not just that, but like, like, I mean, they hate Evo tried to put like if Evo even tried to do something like that, Nintendo would just be like, no, stop it. Why? No. Why are you trying to make this game about sports a esport? <laughs> why why are you making this electronic sports game an esport? <laughs> Nintendo is actually the person standing there being like, you should not be playing this game in this way. We we really hate the fact that you enjoy Smash Brothers so much that yes. you want to play it as a fighting game tournament. How dare you? <laughs> I mean, this, and I will, this IGN headline, this IGN headline says Nintendo Switch Sports hands on preview. So faithful to Wii Sports, I nearly broke a TV. <laughs> you know, I, I, I get the meme, but I don't understand the meme. It's, it's one of those things where it's it's I never once in my all of my years playing the Wii ever did a controller come flying out of my hands or Me any neither. of my friends hands. I Me neither. don't Not even know. once. I don't understand why it's one of those jokes that everyone makes, but then is also like, has anyone ever experienced this? Like what, what are you doing? Did, did you eat like butter beforehand? Like why is your controller launching out of your hand? Putting aside the wrist strap thing. Yes. Which is yeah. your, which is your seat belt against that happening. Yeah. Um, I have played many, I have played many Wii games, many motion control games without the benefit of a wrist strap. And have never come close to losing my grip on it, even slightly. <laughs> You'd have to actually let go of your hand. Like, I don't... It's shaped in a way that would be really hard for that to happen. <laughs> yeah, I... I... I. But, but... We are not everyone, so, like, your mileage may vary. Maybe this is a real problem. But I... For me, being, you know, admittedly an able-bodied person... True. Which I'm sure factors into it significantly as well. Well, and maybe you're not seven. Like maybe a six. Yeah, or, like that's a, also a, true. A young child might not have the same sort of understanding of if they loosen this up, the controller is going to launch out of their hand, right? Like, it, or or they they throw it because they're mad or frustrated or sure. whatever. That's that's. I'm not trying to say that it's not possible for this situation to happen. <laughs> right. I I think the the lasting image that everyone has of Wii Sports is. Like the video of the person who looks like they might be about 25 years old, mm -hmm. like doing the bowling game and just underhand missile launching the, the remote through their TV and being like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and like that person did not look like they had grip issues. But again, judging on appearances, I, you know, when I, I am actually, a youngish able-bodied person who has been playing video games my entire life. So like, you know, I, I recognize a certain degree of privilege there, but still I I'm kind of with you on the, on the idea of like the, the Wii mode is literally shaped in such a way that would make it difficult to lose its grip on because of the way it's contoured. It has a, it has like a literal trigger on the back of it that would like yep. stop that from happening. Maybe it would shoot behind you. So maybe everyone that had this problem was playing backwards. I'm not sure. I, I guarantee now literally the first time I play one of these games, I'm going to launch my <laughs> my, my Switch controller through my television. Like, I will say the Switch controller does seem to be... Seems like, easier to launch. It seems easier to launch. <laughs> it does. <laughs> 
I will, I will, I will be using my seatbelt. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I, I probably now, will as well. Hold on a moment. Just had to. Oh yeah, knock on that's, some wood. Yep, that's fair. <laughs> that is understandable. Because, <laughs> because most of the experiences, it's like when, when, uh, have you ever had someone give you advice like, oh, you need to be firm or you need to be more, um forceful with what you want or whatever it is like when you're yes. talking to somebody and then and then you do it and it always backfires on me it does not matter the situation anytime that i g get like the the you know puff out the chest and get angry and i'm yeah I yeah never yeah, yeah. works because it's just not me and and i this... now th this is where it feels like i'm going to be sassing about this and i'm gonna throw yep. my controller through my window or something yep, insane yeah <laughs> <laughs> the uh the specific instance i can think of where that happened yeah um where like you were like does ever do you ever have an experience where someone was like demanded that you be more forceful yeah yeah it was in korean it was oh. it was in it was in korea where the other uh like the the teacher who was essentially my boss mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. saying that i needed to be that way with the children and I was like, I am not, I am not granted. I say children. They were specifically talking about like the older, like 12, 13, 14 year old kids. Sure. Sure. Not like the five year olds. <laughs> okay. That, 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 that helps my image. Cause I thought you were only, I thought you mostly worked with like kindergarten kids. Yeah. We mo like, that was most Damn of it. the day in the Stop afternoon, snacking. there would be older kids who would come for like after school programs. <laughs> sure. Because, you know, in Korea, after school, school is a thing. Yeah. Yep. And then after school, school, school. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then weekend school. But that's just yep. part of the normal week. Yes, that's correct. It's not really weekend school. What is a weekend? You get a day, okay? Maybe. Well, yeah, but that day is meant for studying and doing the, the mountain of homework you have. That's correct. So, yeah, it was like I, I literally got yelled at. <laughs> because I wasn't being forceful enough with these like 13 and 14 year olds. It's kind of funny to put it in that light when it's like, yeah, I got, I was being yelled at for not being forceful enough. Clearly my, clearly my go-to is confrontation. So this is a good approach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, obviously know. I didn't. Cause it's like, I'm not going to be a big, scary 30 year old foreigner berating children in another country. That is not what this is going to be. <laughs> this person's memory is just of you being an outrageous <laughs> asshole to them. Ex right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Dio knows. That's Then that's like their image of America. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, there is a certain degree of, like, I am representing my entire national culture. Because it's entirely possible that, like... Some of these kids, I will be the only image that they have of an American for the next like 20 years outside of media. <laughs> and you and I am not going to be this loud, this like loud, forceful, like I, I'm, I don't want to be someone that they're afraid of. You right. know, that's not that's not who I am and that's not who I want to be. Well, let's be real. It's not really your place in the job that you had. At, it at, at really <laughs> isn't. Like that is not the goal. I mean, I like, I mean, I kind of saw my job as like, it is partially to teach them, but it is like a big part of what I wanted was to make them not afraid of English. Exactly. You know, and, and, and to, to give them something like a, a fond memory, a fond, uh, 
something that they can look back on or experience in the moment and be like, this is, yeah. this is cool. I'm glad I got to meet this person and yeah. experience this other language in this way since they have to anyways. Uh, right. And, and give them, give them like some confidence. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. a big thing with, with uh, like, no matter how long you learn a language, when it comes time to put it into practice, you feel like, you know, nothing. Uh huh. Well, it happens to me a lot. Cause I, I, my pronunciation of a lot of Japanese words is perfectly fine, but when I actually have to say it out loud, out loud, like even here, like when we're talking, mm-hmm. I almost always stop and second guess myself. Yeah. It doesn't matter if, if I was just saying it on my own, it'd be like, yeah, that's fine. I get it. But yep. then when it comes time to say it out loud, I'm super uncomfortable. Yep. No, I get that. Totally get that. So that's, I think that's a nice approach. Yeah. Uh, do you want? Do you yeah, want, we got to talk about Mappy Land. I don't want. Yeah. All right. All right, let's try that again. I tried to I tried to restart the <laughs> I tried to start the second half of the podcast and I like I went all over the place because I got distracted. We have some mail. Oh, we have some mail. Okay. And then I got distracted and started trying to make an analogy and then that became like three different analogies and none of them landed. Yeah, I had no idea you were going to mail. <laughs> I was the what I was trying to say is we're going to push the mappy discussion a little bit further away oh. and I will put something in front of it to like delay that by a little bit. Sounds good. Yes. Good idea. Um, and cause, cause we got some mail. So let's cue the Paperboy music. Um, so we got some, we got some mail from a certain Kyle. Oh, Hey, who, uh, I, I have, I asked you about it and it was like, yeah, no, that's, that's Kyle. That's yeah. Because I, I was I, like, there, there could be someone else named Kyle sure. with this particular last name. And I was like, hey, is this their last name? And you were like, yep, that's right. And I was like, cool. So they said hi. That's, a, that's, there you go. The, and I'm, by that, I mean the subject line is hi and there is no body. Is the body playing? <laughs> it is. <laughs> so <laughs> this sounds like Kyle. One of the, one of the, <laughs> okay, I've known Kyle for a really long time. Um, probably was it was it like first or second grade i don't know so we went to a school uh, we went to a montessori school where they had all all the 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 grades like bunched together so it was like one through third in one classroom and then it was supposed to be fourth through sixth in another but they also did seventh and eighth but there's only like ever maybe one person in seventh or eighth grade okay um and they had the class because kyle's about I think he's only a year older than me, but based on where my birthday was, I was like a year behind in a way. Okay. I could either be the oldest person in class or the youngest when they started. So I did two years of kindergarten. I see. Um, and so he's two years ahead of me school wise. Um, so I think it must've been second grade. Cause we never had, cl- we didn't have class together until later. Anyways, we, we, we became friends. I'm trying to pinpoint exactly when we became friends. And I'm thinking, we we knew each other for a while, but the moment I remember we were friends is when we, we had art, because in the afternoons, we usually had some kind of activity like music or art, and then they would just put all first through eighth into, like, a classroom and do music and art. Okay, and stuff. yeah. And there's still only, like, you know, 40 people or something. Sure. Um, And we were, we were pairing up, because I can't draw to save my life, so you could, like, do Same. art with someone else if you wanted to. Yeah. So Kyle can draw pretty well, and he... We, we he was like, oh, let's team up. And he was drawing James Bond walking through a corridor. And he kept calling it a corridor. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't, 
was like, I don't know what a corridor is. And then I was like, oh, corridor? He's like, yeah, corridor. And I have I have this vivid memory of that's when we became best friends because he was just like Goldeneye and, and it was a, he was fighting like a one of the Doom Cyber, not a Cyber Demon, what's the the Pinky Demons? Um, so he just Caco had like James. No, like the, 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 it looks like a thumb with a mouth and a face. Aren't they called Pinky Demons? I have no idea. I don't know. The um, only the only doom enemy that I know is the Caco Demon, and I think that's like the floating orb one with the mouth. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. They all have a, <laughs> but uh, so it was it was he had Bond shooting in in like the bunker at one of those creatures, and I thought that was cool. We became really good yeah. friends from there. But anyways, so the one of the times that is the I'm, type of thing that a that a like seven or eight year old friendship would be based on. Yeah, yeah. So that that would that that's how you can know the date because when did when did goldeneye come out was it 97 oh like like you mean like goldeneye 64 james bond yes 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 that was because it could reasonably have just been from the movies i think the movie came oh no 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 it was specifically a nintendo 64 no my remember i told you almost all of my life moments can be i can figure out when they were because of when a game was made i want to say goldeneye was like 98 is 97 97 so it was sometime it was probably the first part of 97 so i would have been like 11 i guess when we became really good friends yeah okay that makes sense that that was it and so most of uh i went my mom ended up moving to romeo so i went there and that's where i had a whole bunch of like that's where all of my school was so most of my school friends uh not most of them i would say like your my main school friends knew kyle because he would be there when i would have like a sleepover whatever but my uh you know you have the friends that you call friends that aren't really your friends yeah no i i completely know what you mean (laughs) So they had, uh, they, they are they met... part of your social group. Exactly. Yeah. They're just, you know, yeah, right. And so they were having senior, uh, parties and stuff. And there was one where Kyle came along and now nobody knows this person. I was like, yeah, I'm bringing my friend Kyle. Like, That's cool. That's cool. It was like, you know, a big outdoor party. There's just sure. like snacks and food and stuff. And the one guy, the guy that was graduating, I mean, we're all graduating, but the guy that was having the party had a big sheet cake with a picture of him on it, like his graduating picture was on it. Oh yeah. Okay. And (laughs) people were eating the cake, but they were cutting it from the bottom, like normal people. Right. And Kyle walks over and he cuts out the square of his face. Yep. I figured that's where it was going. He walks over to him. He's like, you taste delicious and bites into the cake with his hands. (laughs) Like he just picks up the cake and eats it. And I was like, Kyle, you know, he's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is Kyle. Yep. This is Kyle. Okay. (laughs) So Kyle sending an email, where he just says hi and then no body is exactly what I would expect <laughs> from Kyle. That's perfect. <laughs> there is a follow-up email. Oh, really? I'm guessing from, not from Kyle. <laughs> from one uh, Leticia. Oh, really? That says, just saying hi back. Wow. Wow. Okay, so Leticia might also um, eat somebody's face from a cake <laughs> and tell them they taste good. I was going to say... <laughs> man (laughs) all right okay how much mappy land did you play (laughs) um i turned it off like not really speaking of face eating but it's about as it's about as you know fun to talk about yeah my my first thought was i i started up and i was like i'm gonna play this like i'm playing it in the arcade because that's what this is yeah okay i was was gonna oh no until i died yeah no no then i was like oh no i'm so i died and then i was like i'm i think i'm done i think i get the whole game (laughs) 
You probably think, honestly, yeah, you're you're not wrong. But then this this morning, I booted it back up and played through what I was like, oh, I'll just play through it. And then I realized, oh no, this is a game where you have to play through it like seven times or something to yes. get to the end. Because four, technically. Oh, yeah, okay. Um I will admit some of the later stages they had some interesting like they mix it up. Yes. Like you click some Yeah, no, they are the different. Like the backgrounds are the same. And the reason it feels like you're looping is because there are f- there are eight different stages and it's basically like, you know, it's basically like Mario where you're doing like one, 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 two, one, three, one, four, but they do it in order where you're doing like one stage from each world. So it's like if you did like one, one, two, one, three, one, four, one. Yeah. All the yeah. way through. And then you have to do one, two, 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 three, two, four, two. Yeah. Oh, do the worlds of the stages actually change? I didn't know if it was just the collectibles that changed because I, tu- I turned it off immediately after I saw. Now I'm collecting. Rings no, I mean, like my, the, the, the backgrounds where you've got you've got the one that's kind of Western themed and you've got oh, one no, no, that's no. Yeah. kind I of meant- jungle themed. There's eight of those. And then like on each subsequent loop, mm-hmm. the actual layout of the stage changes. But that's the what I was asking. The same. Yeah, because yeah. so so because I got to the point where Mappy makes it to your, I guess it's your girlfriend or soon-to-be bride, and she's mad at you because you're late for her birthday if you don't finish the stage fast enough. Yep. So I finished the stage, and then she was like, oh, happy birthday, or something, and then you collect rings. I don't know, so I assume you get married after the next round. You are correct, and And for some reason, you need like 800 rings to get married. I mean, you know, I ain't... (laughs) I don't know. So... Okay, so let's let's back up. Um, she's a gold digger. <laughs> it's just like 1980s expectations of how relationships are supposed to work. Sure. Yeah, Obviously, you woo the you woo the woman by bringing her expensive gifts. Yeah, for special occasions, and that's you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because the first stage, you're technically collecting cheese for her birthday, and then you're collecting rings for the wedding ah mm-hmm. okay yeah what's the what's the third and fourth stage then because they're mice so that's why the cheese would make sense it's not yes they're mice. off the wall <laughs> mappy is a mouse and also a cop but that he's, never really comes up so i'm not really sure mouse. i think yeah. it's just the box art i mean, he definitely is in a cop uniform with a badge on the on the box i don't know mappy is almost always busy at work as a policeman but yeah today, there you go he is on vacation Mapico is his girlfriend, and mm-hmm. Mappy wants to marry her if he can find the ring that was stolen by the <laughs> the Gucci gang. There you go. <laughs> Today is Mapico's birthday, and Mappy brought uh, many wonderful presents for her. Unfortunately, Namco. Oh, that's funny because it's it's. Wait, is this made by Namco? No, this is made by Taxan. Oh no, in Japan it was Namco. Oh, okay. Did you? yeah 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 it was it must be one of those weird like western publishing things yeah so niamco and mookie of the gucci gang have stolen and hidden them somewhere in the eight areas of mappy land mappy will be late for mappico's birthday party and he may never have a chance to look for the ring unless you help him find the presents other exciting adventures await as mappy tries to capture the gucci gang i can't believe they're called the gucci gang yep (laughs) with some very odd weapons that include fish fireworks and bowling balls that's correct. You, capture, you don't capture anything with a bowling ball. You murder them. Yes, yeah, correct. Uh, only you can help. Are you clever and brave enough to accept the challenge? Question mark. I'm dumb I enough. I wasn't. You were. You were a bad enough dude to 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 rewind my way through that game. <laughs> to, 
to be fair the okay i think what i said earlier just really stands true i don't i don't i, I don't want to play old arcade games i never have i've never been a fan of them i didn't i don't i never really cared for 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 donkey kong like yeah. the original no, donkey I, kong i actually agree like it's it is it is a very by today's standards it's a very bare bones experience screw by today's standards i didn't want to play it and that was only like five years removed i mean yeah. not even technically but when i was playing games like that i remember games yeah donkey kong came out in like 1980 so true 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 it'd yeah, be more yeah. than that i think but still so, point taken it's 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 just not a game that this type of or this style of game has never been something i i enjoy that much but yeah. even going into it more i i booted up because i was like maybe i'm just being hard on mappy land and that's not fair so i booted up donkey kong and i was like oh no this is really this is actually a more fun experience like yeah. playing the original donkey kong i played through like seven stages of donkey kong and i was like this is pretty rad actually <laughs> and then i went back to mappy land just to compare it right right mm -hmm. away i was like yeah no mappy lands it doesn't have much going on so would you like to explain to the dear listener what you do in mappy land so it's fairly similar stylistically to donkey kong mm -hmm. in that you basically walk through a stage in donkey kong you're generally going up the stage in mappy land you're generally moving right through a stage but you are essentially working through a maze and that maze consists of like four uh like four vertical levels yes of yeah. like platforms that you can stand on and in in between those platforms they're not solid platforms because you can kind of like go up and down between the platforms via ladders or most notably and most uniquely to mappy yep um by the way this is a sequel mappy is its own game mappy that land was the art yeah mappy or, was the arcade game okay so mappy land is the port yes so not a sequel a port I think it's. I thought that Mappy no, no, was it's also on NES, so I I thought that it might just have been like a Mappy two. But the, well, I think it might be. I don't know if it's a port. It might actually be like a new, like you know, like the continuation of the Mappy saga. Yeah, of course. Uh, um, but anyway, sure. essentially, your primary goal, and I say this because it actually changes depending on what stage you're in. Mm -hmm. Um. Your primary goal is to collect six things, six of the same thing, whatever your collectible is for that particular stage. There's six of them in the stage. You get the six of them and then you leave okay, and you yeah. move on to the next stage. You, yeah, you right. essentially exit the stage to the right after having collected all of the things. In some cases, bark, 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 bark. <laughs> In some cases, there are um, there are like secondary objectives where you can't yeah. just leave the stage to the right. There are some buildings that you have to go into and those spawn like a, a little mini stage where you have to go pick up an item. I genuinely I, I actually thought that was neat because I was like, what am I supposed to do? I collected the keys and then I was like, oh, oh, I'm going in the church. Yeah, to get That's... the crucifix for the vampire. Yeah, the vampire cat. I bet you it has a cute name, but in English, you don't know what it is. Yeah. But I, I did like the Niam. Niamco. Niamco. That's actually, that's, that's kind of cute. <laughs> so yeah, this accelerates in later loops. Like, where like, like on the fourth loop, there is almost zero stages where you just leave 
after getting all the things, you have to find... The problem is, like, ah, it doesn't okay. actually mark which thing you're supposed to go into. Yeah, you just gotta try all the open-looking so you, doors. Yeah, you kind of just have to blindly walk into all of the door, all of the things that look like they could be doors. Okay. And uh, and then eventually you will just pop into one, and you'll go through that and, and grab the whatever thing you need. I would like you to read the top part of this because it's for the manual okay because i kept reading it wrong and it makes perfect sense when you read it out loud but it kind of looks like there was just a bunch of text with not the right spacing and only one arrow <laughs> for it oh yeah no this yeah because oh was... that's weird okay so it's it's showing you basically what's on the hud yeah and um much like Donkey, if you can think of like Donkey Kong, where like, okay, you're in a you're in kind of a tough spot and you're not going to be able to get past these things. So you use like the hammer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, in this case, it's a cattail. Uh, there is like four different tail. things you can use. You can use some gold coins. You can use some fish. Yep. Apparently and, a poisonous um, pot. Yeah, there, I think it's supposed to be catnip. Oh, That's okay. the only thing I can think of, because you just kind of lay it down and all of the cats just go for it. And then they just go belly up like they've died. And you I was like, be, that's weird, but OK, them. you might be murdering them. I I, I <laughs> prefer to think that we're just getting them high on catnip. Sure. We're just we're just putting them into a life of addiction. Um, I don't know what the gold coin does. I, I kept putting like it down and then they would just ignore it and hit oh. me anyway. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it does in the game because I didn't have to do anything on your first playthrough. You can pretty much just ignore everything. Oh, yeah, totally. Because when you're bouncing on the trampolines, you don't take any damage. So yes, you just, you we didn't actually talk about the trampoline. Yeah, so you can go between platforms by um, climbing ladders, but also each stage is separated where there's like gaps between platforms and there's a trample. There's a trampoline usually yeah. at the bottom of the stage, but in later stages, Sometimes they put the them middle. like, yeah, they'll put them in the middle somewhere. And when you jump on the trampoline, you are a invulnerable and be able to basically jump off at any level mm -hmm. on either side. The only, uh, what's what I, I'm I, not downfall. That's way too extreme. What's the, what's the, what's the negative aspect of using it? My brain's not functioning at all. The downside. Um, thank you. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. Mappy land just sucked all of my ability to process information right now. Yeah, that's uh, fair. And if you, if you bounce on it three times, it disappears and you die. Yes. Like it, like every time you bounce on it, it changes color and then eventually it goes away. Yeah. You, you can't just bounces. stay on it indefinitely. Yeah. Which I assume thinking about this as an arcade game is like, since there's no real timer in the game, like they yeah, want to keep we... people like moving through the line. So like one person can't play for an hour and a half on by bouncing for 10 minutes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So they had like, that seems like it's. That seems like a decision that is made in the in the service of like make sure people, you know, have to keep moving, which you know, fine. Sure. But yeah, like it is. It's a nice little way to reset because, um, in later loops, and I I feel like this accelerates as you go, um, because I don't remember this being a thing in the in the first stage or in the first like loop, um. All of the enemies are faster than you. Yeah, they're not. They're faster than you even in the first loop, but not by much. Yeah, they're like by the by the last loop. They're like twice as fast as you are. 
That makes sense, because the first time through, you pretty much can ignore all of the main gameplay aspects of the game. Yeah, like you, in pre- terms of you the, pretty much the, just the are... Objects. I remember distinctly thinking on the first loop, like, oh, this is actually, like... This is actually easy enough as to be kind of boring. That's how, that's how I felt, yeah. And by about loop three... I was like, oh, there by loop two, I was like, oh, this is getting a little more difficult. And by loop three and four, it was like, this has become nonsensical. That when I saw that there was just another loop is when I turned it off. I was like, yeah, I don't want to play this. I yeah, exactly I even told you, do. like, do eight stages and you've basically seen everything. Yeah, I was honestly not planning on picking it up after playing for like 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm glad that you did because you at least got to see all the different stages. And I think that like one of, in my opinion, one of the most interesting stages that the game has is that jungle stage with the moving trampolines. Yeah, that was cool. That was actually a cool stage, I I will admit. And I like the fact that in the stage where you're clicking the keys, you're flying around on a balloon. You have a gun now. Yeah, like there's just like it just becomes like balloon fight for a second. No, listen, my my feelings about this game are not warranted or justified. This is not a bad game. This doesn't do anything wrong. It actually, in fact, is probably a, a perfectly fine experience. I just don't care. About yeah, no, that's totally, that's completely arcade. fair. Yeah, that's, it's, 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 because I even, I, I also booted up Dig Dug, too, because you had mentioned that you had played Oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually had a little more fun with Dig Dug, too, for a bit because it was just sort of fun to, like, inflate the enemies until they die. Okay, did you figure out the jackhammer thing, though? Yeah, that was sick. Were you just, like, like, you just, like, delete parts of the stage? I didn't understand why sometimes it felt like, like, why was one part of the continent stable and the other part wasn't? I didn't quite get that, because there's a few moments where it could have been either or. Yeah, I get that. Um, and it was must have just been preset. Like, oh no, if you cut this way, it has to fall. Like this half. This My half assumption is it basically has to do with like whichever part of the stage you started on. Yeah, that's 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 what I started. Is to like learn. that's the that's the core thing, and that's anything that's not connected to, to that is what's going to go. Because I actually had more fun with Dig Dug, um, than I did with Mappy Land, and I don't know why. Because they're both, I I don't know if it felt like I was playing like. Mappy Land just feels like an old arcade game, and Dig Dug Two also does, but somehow felt more like a game I'm playing on a console. It's it was it was weird because it's I not it. fair. It's it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't really want to play any more Dig Dug Two ever again either. It's it's. Just, I played all seventy two stages. You played seventy two stages of Dig Dug? Yes. That must have been a. Much a, like Mappy Land, they get like absurdly difficult for no reason later on. But then Mappy but, Land does this by just taking the so in the in the first loop of Mappy Land, you basically have four open lanes. Yeah. And yeah, you, can, you just can just go, just go up and down it. those lanes however you feel like. You just get that cheese for your lady. Yeah. And you collect all the things and you're like, all right, there's one up here. There's one down here. And there's plenty of trampolines and it's all open. And <laughs> the later loops design the stages a lot more like a maze. Where there's like only one way in or out of this place and you have to figure out how to like get around to that spot and take the trampoline from the right direction. And also I learned there's fall damage. There is. Um, I didn't really like I didn't really learn that until like the third loop. But if you just try to jump down from one platform to the next, you just die. If there's oh. not if there's not an actual platform involved. Interesting. I did not know that. 
Yeah, because they the early stages don't really give you an opportunity to do that, and the the There's fall damage is negated if you are coming on or off a, a trampoline. Yeah, which is where most of your jumping is happening. But then All in some cases, in the early, in the first loop. Yeah, in the later loops, in some cases, you end up um, you end up doing some. There are some platforms that don't connect to trampolines, or there's some like broken ladders, and there's there's stuff like that that makes just navigation generally more difficult. And if you you end up running down to the end of this this pathway, and there's a dead end, and you're like, yeah, okay, so I'll just jump down onto this next platform. No, no, you will not. <laughs> so that makes things like unnecessarily more difficult. And in yes. addition to there being more enemies than being more aggressive and faster, um, it kind of becomes like the later stages become a lot less fun mm-hmm. because all of the, all of the mechanics that just kind of let you like, honestly, like doing the trampoline hop is kind of fun. Like it's like the the movement and moving through the stages is pretty enjoyable. Like that's actually a nice little thing in the game. And Mm -hmm. the later stages just make it so that you can't really do that. Seemingly by design. And I just like, so a lot of the stages are like, there's only you go from being able to sort of carve your own path through the stages to there is one stage, There is one way to get in here in and out. And Everything is right behind you, so you basically have to run to the end of this dead end. Use an item so you don't die. Yeah. Because there's eight things behind you. And then walk back out the same way and go find where the big where the next thing is. Mm, okay. Uh you sense. also asked earlier, uh, what are the other loops? Because they all have there's eight stages in each of them, and in, in eight stage in in all of those eight stages, you collect a, a particular item that you're giving to uh, to your precious Mapico. And um, in the first loop, it is cheese for her birthday. Sure. In the second loop, it is several rings. And at the end of that loop, you uh, you get married. And it's like oh, wedding okay. bells for wedding bells for for Mappy and Mapico. And she's in a dress and everything, and it plays like the it plays the whole wedding march thing. <laughs> in the third loop, so like, okay, so you've got like the birthday present, and then you've got like the marriage, and like before you gotta, I you gotta say have a baby, he's on the box art. Where 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 would you expect the next two loops to go before I just straight up tell you? I don't know, like something leading up to a baby and then the baby being then giving something to the child as it as it as it's older. So like story three would be like the birth of your baby somehow. And then story four would be like, now you're giving gifts to your 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 child, Mappy, Mappy Jr. or something. You are half correct. Okay. Loop four is collecting baseballs. Okay. yeah, yeah, that's to to give to uh, to give to Junior. And it's like, happy birthday, Junior. Here's some baseballs. Of course. Loop three (laughs) has you collecting Christmas trees for a Christmas party. Oh, oh, so that's how the baby came to be. (laughs) Which seems like it could have been a loop two thing. Oh, no. But I guess the idea 
is like, oh, we're, you know, like now that we're a boring married couple, I guess we have to host a Christmas party. <laughs> Mappy and Mappico had a little bit too much to drink and Mappy Jr. came out. <laughs> yep, that's how that happened. <laughs> A Christmas I mean, party. like to like so. To be fair, this is not implied anywhere in in the contents of the game. It's literally just like "Merry Christmas, everybody!" I mean, and it the plays story says he's on vacation. Bells. He has been on vacation for a long time. The Nintendo manual lied to us. Yeah, these could all just be different vacations, I suppose. Oh, well, true. And the th- three vacations. There, there's like a you know. One is just like a regular like holiday vacation over the summer or whatever. And it's like you, you know, honestly, collecting cheese for a birthday is something you could just do over a weekend. Sure. True. Um, and then the second one is like, yeah, you took some time off for your wedding. And okay. it's like the third one is like, yeah, OK, so you're, you know, you got time off for Christmas. That's pretty normal. The fourth one is just paternity leave. <laughs> Way later. That's true. He is like, it's not like he's in diapers. He is like five years old. So that <laughs> yeah. doesn't really. What do you think? Okay. Do you think their names are the same in J- Japan? Like, is his name? Mapiko sounds like a very, very, very Japanese name. Let's look. Let's see. Because the, the whole idea of like your main character being Mappy yeah. and then the girlfriend being like the same name, but at a co <laughs> that checks out. That sounds very, very much like um, like a Japan thing. And um, we don't even get a we don't even get a a description of of the of the kid's name because no. he just refers to him as junior. Well, I mean, what else would it be? Um, OK, so apparently it's his the, the Niamco, the big cat. Yes. It's actually named Goro. What? Yeah. So, wait, so the Nyapun? Yep, that's only for America. That's is taxon. not a Japanese thing. They no, they the the they have the Miyukis, Miyukis. Sounds weird. That's the that's the the small ones, huh? But the Niamco Niamco's. I'm surprised. I'm very surprised. I'm also very very Niamco. surprised. Apparently, it's to hear known as both. That... Huh? Apparently, in it's known as both. Goro's Japanese name, Namco, is a mix-up of Nya and Namco. So he has two names. Okay. Neither so wait, of which Goro? will be remembered by anyone. <laughs> yeah, I might remember Namco. That's fair, yeah. Uh, maybe he was named Goro in, like, the original arcade game. And then they changed it to Namco. makes some sense, yeah. What that would this? make sense. Hold on. In his original portrayal, Goro was the leader of the Miyuki gang, Miyuki, he uh-huh. and his henchmen stole various valuable items and hid them away in his mansion. Mappy was the officer put in charge of stopping him. After Mappy's police job was over, Goro effectively became a psychopath, continuously messing what? with him whenever possible, oftentimes going great length to do so. While this was initially perceived as friendly on Mappy's end, Goro slowly began taking things much further, even gambling and stealing money from Mappy's son, who was saving it for a wedding proposal. In the finale of Mappy, the Beat, Mappy, colon, the Beat, uh, while what? he and Mappy are in prison... He claims the events of the series were always about the journey and getting closer with his rival. Holy sh! What? Hold, well, hold on. Oh, Mappy. What the kind beat of the... what kind of weird ass Mappy fan fiction site are you on right now? I am on the Mappy the Beat official Namco Bandai YouTube 
video series or something produced by Scott Kurtz and Chris Straub, initially airing on the Shifty Look YouTube channel 2013. The series was officially licensed by Namco Bandai and ran for 13 episodes. What? It was Shifty. I don't know what this is. Chris Straub. Chris Straub was involved with Penny Arcade at one point. Following Shifty Look. If I'm not mistaken. I guess Shifty Look was shut down. The original YouTube channel featuring the episodes were deleted. And although numerous reploads of the entire series are still available. Um, so it ran from July 22nd, 2013 through January 20th of 2014, where apparently Goro became a psychopath and they were in, they were in prison. Okay. So that's Mappy land. I, I don't think I have anything more to say. That's going to top that. <clears throat> yeah. You can, you can watch Mappy the beat. Is it a thing? Can I like watch this? I mean, Mappy, the complete series episodes one through 13. Okay, so they they made an animated series. But it's like a weird YouTube animated series. It looks like that kind of awkward in-between um, <clears throat> art that was in, like, Newgrounds. Yeah, no, I, like, that That makes sense. So this is, this is like, the later edgy reboot of Mappy. Yeah, this is... This is this not is... the story of the video game <laughs> no. from 85. No, this is what somebody thought was a good idea in 2013. Okay, that's, that, okay. That explains a lot. Yeah, yeah, I was very confused. Because I was like, I was... there is no way that this is the story of this game in, like, like even if they made a sequel to this game, I can't imagine it, <laughs> it taking the the dark, gritty Grand Theft Auto turn. <laughs> Wonder Momo is apparently in the um, animated series for a moment, I guess. Like an old beat-em-up from Namco. Namco, excuse me. Yep, Namco. So it's worth noting that the whole reason we even bothered with a game as low profile as Mappy Land is because Nintendo decided it was high profile enough to just throw onto the NES online service. Yeah, this was one of their brilliantly timed releases because we all wanted more of this. We needed Mappy Land and we needed um, Dig Dug uh, 2 and Dig Earthworm Jim 2. Oh, yeah, Earthworm Jim. <laughs> I know. Okay. Why why release Earthworm Jim 2 and not specifically and not one? I don't know. They're and like it was on the Super Nintendo and I it was my understanding that Earthworm Jim's fan base liked the Genesis version more. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. Which not, incidentally means they could have just released it on the Genesis. That's what I'm saying. Like they have that but they were probably like, wait, we don't have any games to release on the Super Nintendo service or the NES service, and we need to show some... We need to keep adding stuff to them occasionally. <laughs> it is it is absolutely wild to me that the, the way that Nintendo's release schedule works for these services. Because yeah, well, 64 this is, is like the month. first new thing we've gotten on either the NES or SNES online service in like three months. Well, we got Earthbound. I'm not even sure if you can. It's almost like you can't include those <laughs> because, like, they're so above and beyond everything else that is possible to that they could release. It's like, oh wow, these are these are yeah, you know it almost it, it almost feels like it's not them adding something new. It feels like them catching up to where they should have been. <laughs> right, right, right. And and it's it's like it doesn't feel it's not normal. It's not their normal release schedule. So it's almost like you can't count those two games. Not saying yeah. that I'm not excited that they're there. That's cool that they're there, but it's just like it, it would, 
if they released something on a regular basis, if it was like, hey, we got games coming like every two weeks or something like that, True. or even like every month. Once a, one game for all consoles a month, at least like we can you can handle 12 games a year for, for the NES like that would be fine. And then, you know, sometimes it's Earthbound and sometimes it's Mappy Land and it's <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like, OK, you know, it, it's the same <laughs> deal as like PlayStation Plus and and. uh well, I was gonna say Xbox Live, but I mean I don't think Game Pass basically has all of the games now. Yeah, and, and you, PlayStation th- Plus has now changed as well. So, oh, that's right. They they did that whole thing where they're there's like they're trying to be similar to Game Pass, but they also were like, hey, we're not gonna give you our first party releases just because you have this service. Well, <laughs> unless you pay extra. Oh, is it? It's there's a there's a extra super premium version of the service where you can get the first party releases, but that costs like an extra 30 bucks or something. Oh, okay. I, okay. So there's like, there's like two or three different like tiered versions of the service. Does Xbox game pass have tiers or do they just have one flat thing? It's one flat thing. I feel like that's just the way to go. Yeah. We talked about this with anime, with Amazon Luna. Oh yeah, we did. Yes. Yeah. I can't, I don't want to be. And I, I, I was like, like and I was like, that's an interesting way to, cause they have like the base service and then you can add channels yeah, for like, like basically like another channel. five bucks a month. If you want this, if you want retro games, if you want this company's games, if you want this or that, you basically like build your own package. Like it's a cable package. Yeah. Like the critically acclaimed Joe and Mac two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, channel or cable and Ninja, excuse me. And I said then, this is interesting, not because I like it, but because I can 1000% see other publishers looking at that and being like, oh man, we could totally nickel and dime out some extra money like that. Yeah. This could work. And this, sure enough, months later, PlayStation Plus is nickel and diming out their, their service. But also... Bringing this back to Nintendo. um, So you've got Xbox Game Pass and you've got a PlayStation Plus where it is basically like here is a bunch of basically new games that you that you get for an annual fee or a monthly fee, I suppose, depending on how you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And then Nintendo has that and Nintendo has a version of that service, but the games are all 30 years old, and then they go, like, several months without an update, and then when it's an update, it's Mappy Land. <laughs> hey, at least the Which, 64... like, mmm. No, it's it's rough. The, the, the 64, at least, is getting... Like, it's still new enough where they're just doing one game a month because they realize that they didn't have the ability to... I don't know... Because if they release three N64 games at once, they're going to be tapped out in six months. <laughs> at least for the good ones, yeah. That's what I mean. Um, and well, even their first party stuff, like they could have every single first party Nintendo game for the 64 and and, and it's not even like 30 games probably. Like how how far down do you have to scrape the uh, the barrel before you start getting to like Jet Force I, Gemini? I like Jet Force Gemini. Yeah, but... I mean, most people didn't. Also, they, they, you know, it's they might actually get there because of the the rare thing with Banjo Kazooie. So who knows? We might we might get Jet Force Gemini. I feel I like they probably I feel like they probably paid out the wazoo to get Jet to get uh, not Jet Force Gemini to get uh, Banjo Kazooie specifically 
because that is like the rare game with the with the high profile. I would be curious to know how that worked. Like, I'd love to know who paid what and stuff like that, because like Banjo-Kazooie being in Smash, like, was that Microsoft? Like, it feels like Nintendo and Microsoft have a, a fairly decent relationship. Yeah, I'd because, say so. Because you could even get Xbox achievements in Minecraft on the Switch and stuff like that. Yeah. So it feels like they're pals. So I, I would I would love to know how that worked in terms of who paid who paid out what. Like, yeah, I don't know. Or if it was like a mutual thing where they get something, I'm sure some. I'm yeah, just like how did that business decision come to be? Yeah, how did that like? It's uh, like I think you can definitely say it's mutually beneficial, but like you kind of assume with anything like that that has to do with rights, like money is exchanging hands somewhere, and yeah, I don't know and, if it's a if it's like an upfront sort of licensing fee. Maybe that's why. Maybe or that's is it why. like we will give you a cut of the sales of the character, or like <laughs> we'll put we'll put we'll put Minecraft Steve and Smash Brothers. Fine. Yes. <laughs> Just let me have banjo. You say that like Minecraft isn't a bigger game than Smash. I know that. It, the, I'll just never forget the when when uh, when Sakurai was presenting it, and he felt so dead inside as he talked about Minecraft. Yeah, team. you could tell he's just like, well, that's yep, that's yeah. Minecraft season in this game. Will you just just give me your freaking money? <laughs> That, that was that was a pure sell. I, I feel like he like I remember a specific line where he just kind of deadpanned like Steve Desnay. Yeah, right. And he's like, yep, that sure is. That sure is him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that Steve. that's that's him. Right. OK, you got him. <laughs> there he is. Yes, that is a piece of meat he is holding. Why he's holding it in this way. I don't know. <laughs> I, I wonder if it's more if it has more to do with the fact that um, like he just doesn't care about the game or the character or if it's because it was an absolute nightmare to get him to actually work with the game systems, because yeah, I cannot I, imagine that incorporating all of that nonsense into Smash was easy. No, it, that must have. And, and if you don't have like maybe he doesn't <clears throat> have anything against Minecraft or the game but maybe he doesn't have any maybe he does now either. having had to incorporate Steve into Smash and it being nightmarish to do sure sure yeah but I, well, I was just going to say like if you don't have that the love of the series then going through all of that work and the difficulty of getting it to function properly could yeah. have been that that tipping point of like I just want this project to be done yeah I don't care anymore yep yeah, I get that there are many, many things that I have started off really liking and then hated by the end because the experience of working on it was not fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it sucks. Many, many places that I've worked are places that I like would want like as a store or whatever. They're places that I would like still want to like and support. And I try to do so, but it's difficult to, like, remove my memories of actually working there. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I don't want to be here. Every time I go to Target and I hear someone's, like, walkie-talkie go off, I, like, instinctively want to react to it. <laughs> like, I reach for my, I reach for my waist. <laughs> yeah, Best Buy used a, a, a unique sound effect of, like, a car, like a cartoon car kind of coming to a halt or a crash almost for their the sound of their online orders coming through mm. and so when i'm at best buy sometimes you'll hear that sound effect and i'm like oh god 
they're still using it is awful. Why do they yeah. why do they use this horrible sound <laughs> to denote that someone's ordering something? So I, I get that. Yep. Uh so that's I'm done. I'm done with Mappy Land. I'm Let's, very done with Mappy Land. We even got some dig dug in there too. Yeah, we did a little dig dug. We did a little this is a this is a bonus I, dig dug Mappy Land podcast. I briefly, briefly floated the idea of doing Mappy Land and Dig Dug 2 as separate podcasts. And that would have been an injustice yeah. because both of those games, you can experience everything they have to offer in roughly like five to 10 minutes. Yeah. Just put a quarter in the machine and that's, you got it. I will say that they are both, both of those games are extremely unforgiving. Oh, yeah. like, it is like you have some lives and then you game over and you get to do 70 stages of dig dug again. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, like, but the good news is there's no real benefit to, uh, there's no real benefit to getting to the end of those games because those are score games. Right. The whole point is getting a high score. Yeah. Well, Mappy there's... Land actually has more of a story probably than dig dug. Like, I feel like dig dug uh, yeah. is nothing. If there is guess. at least dialogue in, in, in Mappy Land and characters. Dig Dug just has you in doing some weird inflation fetish thing uh, to kill enemies. (laughs) And then, and then like, you know, (laughs) and then like basically like hitting specific stress fracture points in a continent to sink large portions of it into the sea and all of its inhabitants (laughs) with it. When I, I, what is, what is, okay, hold on. We can, we can end this in just a moment, but I need to know Dig Dug to manual. Because what are you sinking? It says trouble in paradise. Are you destroying your Are own? you the trouble? <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, <laughs> in this episode, whatever reason it says episode. Sure. Dig Dug's... Jo- Wait, is this the second one? Yeah, Dig Dug 2. Um, it's a, apparently this is a comical action game. But anyways, in this episode, Dig Dug's job is to protect peaceful islands. <laughs> By sinking two-thirds of them into the ocean? But as in the original arcade classic, his arch rivals Puka and Figar, Figar um, come burrowing up to lay waste to his tropical paradise. With his great intuition, Dig Dug is prepared for the impending onslaught by driving spikes into the ground and readying his trusty drill and inflator. Team up with Dig Dug through 72, hey, rounds of challenging play to defeat his enemies and bring peace back to his tropical paradise, only with careful strategic yada yada yada. So yeah, you are, you are bringing peace to the lands by destroying the islands cool that's a it's a solid and they did like they don't just like you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of that old looney tunes cartoon where bugs bunny like takes a like a a a handsaw and cuts florida off from the rest (laughs) of the country (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) i I sent you just an image from the manual of you inflating i don't know if that's what were their names puka yeah, Puka and Figar. I really wanted to call him Rygar. Yeah, I almost did. Too. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Shoutouts to episode two of the Retro Breakdown. Hey, I said it. Hey, nice. I didn't. I didn't introduce the podcast earlier. What if somebody this... wants to send us mail? You? Oh, yeah. You do that at the Retro Breakdown at gmail.com. Awesome. See you next week.